Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dozer, your host, and today I'm going to talk to you about the $3 million skills. Here's the thing, right? Most studios think that all they need is to be good at running Vibe sessions. Well, let me tell you that that could not be further from the truth, right? Today, I'm going to break down the top three skills that every successful entrepreneur and studio owner has mastered and really kind of what sets these guys apart from everyone else. And I can tell you this for sure that like the seven-figure business owners and the eight-figure business owners that I've had the pleasure of meeting and working with, they just have this sense of confidence about the fact that if you took it all away from them, they could start from scratch again and rebuild the whole thing because they've mastered these skills. It's in them. It's in them. They haven't just outsourced it. So today I'm going to break down the top three skills that every successful studio owner has mastered and every successful business owner has mastered. But the first two won't matter if you don't get the third right. So definitely stay till the end. The good news is all these skills, they weren't born with it. They've learned it. So that gives everyone hope and a fighting chance. It levels the playing field, right? They weren't born with it. They learned how to do it. So that is the good news. Okay. Number one, sales. Sales is big. And let me just kind of break some things down for you right now. Whether you like or not, you are in sales. Okay. No matter what business you're in, you are in sales. If you're the business owner, you are in sales. You are selling to your team about your vision. You are selling to your team about why we're making this change in the business. In the gym world, you are making sales, right? You are selling to the trainer about doing the 5 a.m. shift or to your members about, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. No, you should track your macros. No, you should do the challenge. Like you are in sales, whether you like it or not, right? It's not just how to sell, like the actual, like here's the script, but it's, it's, there's a certain resilience that you develop as a character around making sales, right? There's a certain persuasion and, and learning persuasion and learning influence and learning how to talk to people. There's all that kind of stuff that you develop as you learn how to make sales in the business. When we work with our million-dollar studio owners or our multi-million-dollar studio owners, I'll tell you what, mate, like, yes, they've got people making sales for them, but they themselves can make the sales. There's a $4 million studio that we work with at the moment, and like the owner- He's the best at making sales, but he's developed his team on how that also makes sales. But I tell you what, if any of them go down or if they go on holidays or they all wake up one day and they've got like, they're all sick at the same time, mate, none of them could outsell this guy. So he can still make the sales. And so there's a certain confidence that's attached to that. So it's knowing how to sell will also make you a better leader as well, right? You are selling why 
we're going in this direction on why people should follow you, right? In the third point, I'm going to kind of tie back to this. I'm going to tie back to this and where it all makes sense. But ultimately in business, learning how to make the first hundred sales is what I had to do in order to create that momentum in this business, to bring in that cash flow, to bring in that lifeblood into the studio before I even thought about delegating that off to someone else, right? Because whoever I delegated it off to, you know, eventually they left and I had to replace it with someone else. And in that gap of that replacement gap, I still knew how to make the sales so I could still always do it. And it's a skill in me. It's a life skill. Sales is a life skill. If you can learn how to make sales and objection handling and persuasion and the recap and the pre-frame and all those kind of essential ingredients of how to make a sale, you can sell anything and you can always make money. Okay, so that is the first skill. The second one is marketing. You know, in the industry, in the industry that we're in, like there are people out there getting really noisy about outsourcing your entire growth to other companies and to other agencies. And it scares the absolute fuck out of me how many studios are thinking about doing that. And I just know if I'm going to get really unfiltered with you guys right here, because like there's a bit of real talk here. I personally know some of those studios that are going over to those types of places. These guys are, yeah, like, They're struggling studios and struggling studio owners that are trying to abdicate that responsibility of growth to someone else outside the business. And it's unhealthy. I believe it's unhealthy, right? Feel free to, you know, to let me know if you think otherwise, but stop trying to abdicate the responsibility of the growth of your business to someone else, particularly someone else outside of the business. Instead, I want you to encourage you to lean into it and learn how to market, right? Because part of marketing is ultimately about business strategy. So like what your product is, who your core audience is, how to speak to those people, what do they really want? What do they really desire? Does your product actually fit with this market? Like achieving product market fit, what do they care about? What don't they care about? If you understand that, then you are better able to serve your market. You are better able to serve your audience. It's not just about an ad. It's about how you actually achieve product market fit with your customers. And in the gym space, it's with your members. And if you look around the room, you're not just looking at a collection of people who ended up, who just ended up here. That's like a hodgepodge of people. And it feels like an airport lounge. Like I felt, and I've been into communities or gyms that have got great communities, but actually you walk in there and it's like, I can't actually see a deliberately designed avatar in here, right? And we know, looking at businesses, we know that the most profitable businesses understand who their target market is. They serve that target market. We call it the three ones. It's one offer to one avatar until you hit a million dollars. That is the most profitable way to build a million dollar business because you get so finely tuned to perfect how you service that one offer to that one target market until you hit the million dollars. And there's so much profit in that versus like trying to have custom things for everyone and like having a hodgepodge of people. Like it increases your churn, it increases your market costs, it increases like the operating drag in your business. So your marketing isn't just about, you know, how to run an ad. Yeah, you might be able to outsource the the actual task of placing an ad on a platform, but ultimately marketing is the responsibility of the owner to understand how to market, right? You can't just transplant someone into your business to kind of like do the growth for you because it will only get you to one level and then you'll ultimately hit a ceiling and that ceiling is going to be you. 
And I mentioned this in the episode about the four levels of business, like you will hit a ceiling in that. You won't be able to go to the next level. Marketing is so important because then you can market to different markets. Once you understand marketing, then you can approach sports teams, you can approach partnerships, you can approach the corporates, you can approach a school, you can approach different things. It's not just something you can give off to someone else. Within marketing, there's sales copywriting, there's copywriting. And by the way, if you know how to make sales because you've mastered the first skill, you can put that into sales copywriting. So it's how to actually turn someone from your email list into dollars by just turning sales into a bit of marketing and executing that in a campaign. Once you know how to market, you can honestly, you know, the first two things, if you know how to make sales and you know how to market, you can make money from anything, whether it's this business or the next one, because you have that in you, because you have that in you. Okay. So that's the first two skills, sales and marketing. I'm going to encourage you guys to bring that in-house, develop the skills internally once you know how to do this, you don't kind of just forget how to make sales or forget how to market, right? They're two core money-making skills that the seven-figure business owners and the eight-figure business owners, these guys have this skill in space. And remember, they weren't just born with it. No one's born gifted at sales or marketing. It's learnable. It's learnable. And there's plenty of resources out there. And I'll have some in the show notes for you that will help you sort of upskill yourself in that. I remember with marketing... I had to learn how to, I've sort of already mentioned in a previous episode where our gyms, or our gym at the time was tanking, right? And it wasn't making enough money. I, I didn't know how to come home and tell Michelle, my wife, that I think I've like blown up our future um, with this gym that was supposed to be making more money. So I, you know, didn't even have the money to go and hire someone else to do this. Like it had to come from me. I had to take ownership on those first two skills and actually confront it and learn how to make sales, right? Learn how to market. So I remember sitting up all night learning how to place an ad on Facebook. And this was before it's as easy as it is now. It used to really be a black box. It used to really be a freaking mystery back then. And it was scary. It was scary. Like this was like, I was about to put some money into the ads manager And it's the same money. Like it was almost as if I was taking it out of my wallet. It's the same money that I was going to buy nappies for my firstborn or take it to the zoo that weekend. I was going to put it in this machine that was a bit of a black box and hopefully that would squeeze out a lead and hopefully that lead picked up the phone if I called them and hopefully that didn't hang up on me as I effectively read out the script that I developed (laughs) to hopefully try and make a sale at the end of that script because I needed that fucking – like we needed that sale – we needed that sale to actually try and grow this business. Otherwise, I was going to yeah, lose, you know, lose the house that we just purchased. So I took an intense ownership and responsibility that I have to learn how to do this. This is up to me. This is no one's else's responsibility but me. So there was not a day that went by where I wasn't, and I've mentioned this, right? There was not a day that went by that I wasn't listening to a sales video on YouTube from Grant Cardone or a Dan Locke or the Wolf of Wall Street or, or, or I wasn't practicing myself, right? I wasn't practicing. If we went back in time and you looked at my glove box of my car or Michelle's car, or if you went to the gym or if you looked at my home office, you would find a printed script laminated so it didn't rip or tear so that if a lead called me back or if a lead dropped in at that time, I was always, always around a script to make that sale and get better at it. I sucked at the start, man. I sucked at the start. 
But over time, I developed the callus. I developed the skill, the objection to handling, like the tacit knowledge around, oh, someone sounds like they're a bit shaky. So like, what is it actually that's going on behind the scenes here? How to handle objections, how to actually speak to a lot of people, like from different avatars. I could tell you like the pattern and the heartbeat of a sales call. I do sales call recordings right now in terms of feedback for sales call recordings for our clients and, and for our internal team. And- I can tell the moment, I don't even need to know whether it was a sale or not. I could tell the moment a sale was made or not, and it wasn't at the close. And why is that? Because I know how to make sales, right? So whenever I offload or delegate that skill or that task or that KPI to someone else, I can actually coach them. I can actually coach them because I know how to do this. So I can coach them up, coach them up, coach them up, which we've been through in like the transformational leadership approach. When I meet studio owners or business owners that actually are too scared to make sales and the sheer thought of it, they're like, ah, give that to someone else. Well, hang on a second. That's someone else that you gave it to. If they're not hitting their KPIs, how can you actually like look at them in the face with any sense of confidence and pretend to know how to do a better job than them if you don't actually know how to make sales yourself and you didn't make that sale, right? They're not even going to look at you as a leader. Everything that we do in Geronimo, I did the first one off. Everything you did back at the studio, I did the first one off. So I can actually stand there with some integrity and authority and actually like lead my team because I did this, guys. I'll show you how to do it. I made the first hundred fucking sales before I handed it off to like my first trainer or before I handed it off to Pip, who was the first person that I handed off sales to. And the same thing is marketing, right? The same thing with marketing. Once I learned how to market, once I learned how to generate leads out of Facebook or actually learned how to sell a corporate package or learned how to market to schools or learned how to market to corporates or learned how to market to sports teams or learned how to market an open week, once I learned how to do that, then whoever else I got to do it later on, I could coach and I could hold them to a high standard because I knew how to do it. Same thing as all the other business owners that I meet, right? And like the big boys and the big girls that are making some big money. Like you try and trick them out of a marketing meeting, good luck. They know metrics. They will ask killer questions because they actually know what's going on, right? You're not going to just hear from your marketing manager, I think we should triple down on content. What the fuck does that mean, dude? Like what's our CPL? What's our CAC? What's our CPC? What's our cost per acquisition? Like, give me some data because you're going to be able to have a much more intelligent conversation with whoever eventually does your marketing or whoever eventually places the ads for you, if it's not you. You're going to be able to have a much more intelligent conversation and hold them to a high standards and get the best results if you actually know yourself how to do the marketing, okay? They're the two biggest skills that we see that will get you to, yeah, this isn't about having charisma or you don't have to like be born with something or like, you know, this is, this is great news. You just, you know, the first two skills is sales and marketing. But let me tell you this, those two things won't even matter if you learn how to do this third thing. And I'm going to start it by giving you three important words and it's in this order. Be, do, have. Be, do, have. The third skill is to be able to create the mindset shift internally in who you're becoming, the identity that you need to create. That's the B, who you're becoming, who you need to become. And then that person, they 
do these things. And these are the standards that the most successful people that I've met and have the pleasure of working with, it's the do, it's the standards that they set for themselves because of who they've become to deserve the have, which is the result, which is the result that we all want, right? The third skill is that they've been able to embody the shift in identity of who they need to become and they've executed on the things they need to do every single day, every single week, every single year in order to have the results that they've always dreamed of. That's the killer skill. Be, do, have. The top performers every single day that I've met, including this is something that I've really worked on for myself, every single day they spend time on who they're becoming. Not what they need to do, but who they're becoming. It's not just a tick box. It's not just something you wrote on a, you know, on the 1st of uh, January, you wrote a little post-it note and you're stuck somewhere. It's like, no, nah, these guys trigger their goals every single day, right? I never have to chase these guys for their numbers. These guys know to the day, to the shift, to the trainer, like who's dropping the ball, who's hitting their KPIs, where they're most profitable in their week, you know? They are doing things that are fitting of the identity that they're creating, the person they're becoming. If you're sitting there thinking, shit, like I actually want a million dollar studio. Okay, cool. For you to become a million dollar studio owner, that's the first thing. It's like, when you need to become a million dollar studio owner. You need to become the person that deserves, that has a million dollar studio, right? And so that person, what do they do? They never miss their numbers. They spend a lot of their time during the week leading their team. They know exactly where the marketing dollars are going and how to actually create demand out of the market, how to sell the demand and how to turn that into recurring income, right? They have playbooks. Like they spend time developing playbooks, honing their playbooks and like looking at the KPIs and making sure their teams are doing the right things, you know, transformational leaders, they build systems and all that kind of stuff so that they have the million dollar studio at the end, the result. You can't just, you just can't transplant the result and hopefully someone else can do it for you, which is what we see a lot of struggling studio owners and they go to these other kind of dumb, like we'll do everything for you, we'll even wipe your bum, we'll, we'll shine your shoes, we'll train you, like everything. It's like at some point, you as a studio owner or the business owner, you need to become the person. You need to become someone else. Like you look at the character development over time of people like Elon, like you look back at Elon's history, like what he's done over time. And you look back at videos of, or photos of um, Jeff Bezos. Like we've all seen that photo. You can look it up now. You go to Google images, like Jeff Bezos, Amazon sign, like office. And you'll see a photo of him in like a one person office sitting on what looks like a cardboard desk with Amazon spray painted on the wall. Like, you look at him back then and like how geeky he used to sound and look with his silly little laugh and like previous like interviews and that compared to like what it looks now, he's not even human. Gangster. We need to kind of like operate through the lens of who we're becoming and the business that we want to build and make those decisions to pull the future closer to now rather than operating in today's be, doing today's things for today's have. And that's the biggest shift. Every single day they work on that. Every single day they work on that, right? So if we relate that back to these first two skills, like sales, instead of like, oh, I've got to make sales, it's like, no, you need to become a salesperson. You need to become a high converter. Change the identity first before you start worrying about how to handle that objection. I need to become a salesperson. I need to become a successful person that knows how to make sales. With marketing, it's like, oh, I've got to learn how to write an ad. It's like, no, you need to become 
a marketer. You need to become a successful business owner that knows his or her shit about marketing because you're a badass marketer. See the shift here? James Clear talks about There's plenty of research around this. James Clear talked about this in his book, Atomic Habits, but Simon Sinek talks about it like lots of smarter guys than me and girls talk about this because the research shows it. Once you work on the B, the rest becomes easier. So for instance, they did this study on people that are trying to quit smoking. And they looked at what sort of sets apart the people that were successful with quitting smoking versus the ones that weren't. And it came down to language, came down to like the lack of identity shift or how successful they were with the identity shift. So, you know, when they're offered a cigarette, there's two different types of responses. Person A goes, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit versus person B, when offered a cigarette, says, no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. Who do you think was more successful at giving up smokes? It was person B. The same thing with taking up running. They track this example as well. And if you, for those of you listening, if you, if you do own a studio or if you manage a studio, think about all your members, right? But yeah, in this running example, the ones that were more successful at sticking to running as a habit, so instead of saying like, no thanks, oh, I should probably go for a run, instead it's, I'm becoming a runner. I am a runner. So we see that all the time. Back in the studio, like, Mate, we ran, oh, I don't know how many challenges I've actually run, but like thousands of people, okay? Thousands of people. But everyone had the same toolkit. Everyone had the same sessions to get to. But the ones who actually succeeded became a healthy version of themselves, right? They became their 2.0. We talked about a lot. Becoming their 2.0. And that, that 2.0, what would they do? Well, they probably wouldn't eat that pizza. Well, they probably would go for that. Like, they definitely would hit 10,000 steps a day. Like, what are the standards? What are the standards? And then they got the result much easier. B do have, B do have, like, there was not a day that went by where I wasn't looking at sales stuff. There was not a day that went by where I wasn't, like, schooling up on marketing because I wanted to become a badass marketer, right? Real talk, guys, I didn't have it all the time. Like, I fucking pretended a lot of the time. Like, I, I without getting too, too soppy here, but, yeah, my, um, my, my dad left us when we were like f- four or five and, and then he passed away when I was like six or something. And, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of role models in life. So where I had to get it from, I had to kind of, I had to get it from somewhere, right? Like mum is my work ethic role model. She's my energy role model. She's my like reciprocity, you know, how to reciprocate. A lot of my values has come from mum, right? So forever grateful for her for that one. But more of the kind of subject matter stuff and more of that motivation stuff. Like I went to YouTube, man. Like I was raised by YouTube and movies. I I used to, okay, real talk here. I used to, before team meetings, I used to have insecurities around motivating this team, like motivating the team that I had. I wasn't yet, you know, someone who I considered a great motivator or a great leader. Um, but I knew I needed to confront that. So I used to like hotwire that a little bit with YouTube. I would listen and rewatch um, the Al Pacino speech from any given Sunday, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Shout out to you guys. Where he addressed the dressing room at halftime to psych up Willie Beeman and the rest of the team. And that used to fire me up. Like I could, I could recite that speech, right? That used to fire me up. Or I'd watch old Nike ads. I love Nike ads. Or I would watch like there's these mashups of like all these great motivational um, movie quotes and like montage and all that kind of stuff to just like give me the kind of language. I didn't have it. So I needed to download the language. I needed to do the matrix, you know, and like download it into my intuition effectively 
so that when I walked up those stairs and talked to my team, like I had something in me because nothing comes out if it didn't already go in in the first place. So, yeah, I, I would be watching TED Talks. I would lean on, like, obviously my books, and I'm going to relink my most favorite books that have helped me become a different person uh, in the show notes. And I'll put some TED Talks in as well. But, like, yeah, TED Talks, um, YouTube videos, like Spotify playlists, there's some great resources out there right now that are for free, except obviously if you need to buy the books, but for free that really help me do the be, right? And then learn the do so that I can have the have. And I'm not done yet. Like who I need to become is like the 10x version of the dozer now. So yeah, like that is something that I really want to I really want to leave you guys with is like the first two skills won't matter if you don't work on the B and the top skill. That is why, that is why nearly any successful person, you could take it all off them and they could do it all again is because they are a successful person. Winners win. I don't know how else to tell you this. Winners win. They just know how to do it because it's who they are. Ah, that's the difference, okay? It's like with sales. Yeah, I think there's like a crazy stat with like millionaires and billionaires. I think there's some crazy stat that like the vast majority of like the icons that we all know today all started with a stint in like direct sales. And I'm talking about like the dog shit stuff, like the knocking on doors, the calling the pink sheets, like just ringing names, 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 being told no like 50 million freaking times. We've all heard those like stories of resilience where like insert, you know, successful business person right now. But back then they are like, how many doors did they knock on? We, we've all heard Oprah story, Jordan story, like, you know, with the directors of these amazing movies that like they got told no by so many production houses. Like that's selling, right? So again, to round it off, sales, marketing, be, do, have. You know, some examples of those high performers in our world, in the academy, these are the ones we never have to chase their numbers. It's just who they are. They put their numbers through every single fucking week. These are the ones that we never have to go looking for them because they know how to prioritize that time. So they're on the most important calls in our schedule because they are successful and successful people know how to allocate their time. They know how to prioritize their time. They're not lost on a 9.30 class making $25 an hour, which makes them too busy to make $1,000 an hour. It's just not who they are. They are a rich studio. They're not a poor studio. They are someone who takes ownership. They want to know their numbers. They want to know their metrics. If you look at their calendar, first of all, they are running their week with a calendar because they control their week. They don't let their week control them. If you look at the calendar and you go, dude, show me your calendar. Boom, I can see. I can actually see where they are developing their team. I can see it. I can see it. It's in there. Team development sessions, one-on-one sessions, coaching sessions with their team. It's not full of shit. Like they're not running around between like the hardware store, the stationery shop, you know, running errands all day long because like that's not who they are. They pay someone to do that. They are looking at their numbers. They are very good at allocation of their time, their money, and their energy. And they are spending quality time every single day working on themselves. We talk about the books we're reading. We talk about the podcasts they're listening to. We talk about like stuff that they're thinking about. Like they spend time on the business because that's who they are and that's why they've got what they've got. So team, I really want to make sure that you get your head around this, right? So sales, marketing, but be, do, have is like the skill to work on the mindset. Once you learn how to learn, frig man, like 
it is limitless to what you guys are going to achieve. So I'm absolutely pumped for you guys to really kind of lean into this and have a think about the way that you're operating at the moment. Are you outsourcing too much? Are you actually guilty of abdicating too much responsibility of the growth of your business to other people versus learning it? That's why at the Academy, we want to empower you guys to become successful business owners, right? We teach you guys these skills. We have stuff on the calendar where you come in and, you know, clinics to keep sharpening that internally to give you the confidence and the clarity to bring that in-house so you can become the most successful person you can be so that if whatever reason and like the universe hit the big reset button, guess what? You could do it all again. You could do it all again. That's why through the lockdowns, I know it feels like ages ago now, but that's why through the lockdowns, it was no surprise who succeeded. A lot of people made a lot of money during the lockdowns. Why? Because winners win and they just have these skills. So team, in the show notes, I'm going to um, put some links to some TED Talks and kind of like the actual YouTube videos I used to watch. That's going to be a throwback. Uh, and my recommended books. I'm also going to put some links back to the, you know, how to become a better leader because like become a better leader and the four levels episode. And also the we do have is how we structure a lot of our programs right now. So you're going to hear in the next episode, this thing that we ran in our community called the Defender Club. And the Defender Club was something that we ran over the holiday period that experienced breakthrough results. And I'm going to kind of give you a bit of a peek beyond the curtains of how we did that and what kind of results it got in the next episode. So listen out for that one as well. But with that in mind, team, love you lots. Thank you for listening. If, if there's someone else that you think needed to kind of hear this, please share it with them because, yeah, I really want to make sure that you guys are successful because you have the skills to be successful because it's who you are. All right, guys. Love you lots. See you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.